You're listening to the Full Phoenix Rising podcast. A church as a positive disruption for good. All right, Duncan, Full Phoenix Rising, episode three. We're talking about the notion of real-time grace. Okay, so we did this by accident on radio, and this was partially my fault, although I don't ever regret it. Um, I bought basketball uniforms when I was doing breakfast show for our team. They looked incredible, but they were printed with a company logo, and I didn't ask the marketing department for permission to do that, so that angered just about everyone. Didn't tell anyone, and then presented them to our team live on air in a rousing fun segment, which led to the boss calling me live on air and saying, you can't do that. Which then led to the idea of we had to then raise the money to offset the cost of those goods and do that in a charitable way. So we raffled them off for charity. What we turned was a big mistake that upset the marketing department, although I don't regret it because they looked amazing. And then figure out a way to properly resolve that so we could move forward. But what it created was a space on air where we could honestly make mistakes and then create margins whereby we could apologize, reconcile, and move forward. And they're essentially creating a real-time grace for our show whereby if we did make mistakes, we could then apologize for those mistakes in a way that moves forward. The thing is, church isn't particularly good at this, okay? So scripture's littered with a whole bunch of examples where we have failing leadership that we revere, that have monumental fails, and yet we are very gracious to them retroactively. So a great example of this is David. David kills his best bud um, because he had slept with her wife. Um, there's a whole bunch of history on this. Noah gets wildly drunk after he finishes building the ark and then spends 40 days and 40 nights on it. Uh, kid sees him nude has to cover him up. Um, there's a whole bunch of different areas where we can see historically biblic, biblical fear, f- figures failing massively. But what we do as a church is retroactively apply grace to him. David was the best king of Israel. Mate, he wouldn't make the eldership team today if he did what he did with Bathsheba and Uriah. So... What does it look like then for church to administer real-time grace to that situation? So what often happened in radio is that we would make mistakes. People would call it out. We would swell apology music to allow us to properly apologize for that mistake or issue that we made. And then as a result of that, we could remove some of the stigma of messing up, um, but demonstrate that we're all messy people. Accidents happen regularly, and there is a clear and decisive way to make up for that. Because what we create is this scenario where the expectation of leadership in the church is not to mess up ever. And the reality about people is that people are messy. 
relationships are messy and we need to learn the ability to administer real-time grace. So go back in history. David is the king of Israel. He has slept with Bathsheba. He has killed Uriah. He is now stuck in sin. And at some point, a prophet, Nathan, comes to him and calls him out in his sin. David is grief-stricken, knowing that he has been caught out in his sin, is apologetic for that. And there is a measure of real-time grace in that moment. The authority has been passed on to another person. Um, the presence of the Spirit of God in his life has been removed. There's a shift and a new shape to his relationship. But there is still reconciliation with God. Real time. It's not retroactive. It's it's not, you know, 1,500 years later when we read the story of David and we say he's the best king of India. Israel, in the moment, there is reconciliation. What we have is a scenario when we don't have real-time grace administered that people are honoured and revered until they mess up, in which case they are just expunged from Christian community. And what we need to find are measures whereby we can reconcile we can swell the apology music of life in a way that allows us to meet a person in their mess and in their brokenness and find healing in that. You think upon um, Jesus and the woman in the world. He's going at the hottest time of day. No one should be there. She goes like baffled to see Jesus. She's got relationship issues. The person she's with is not her husband. And in that moment, there is real-time grace administered, not retroactive grace, real-time grace. That real-time grace allows her to see Jesus for who he is. And it, if in our churches we are the expression of that little Jesus, that's what Christian means, little Jesus, then when people come to us who are broken, our ability to administer real-time grace in the mess allows for the revelation of Jesus. And as we are called to live a life of love, what if we as a church were a positive disruption for the administration of real-time grace? That we might become the great reconcilers. So rather than cast people out or abandon people because of their silly misgivings, which we all have, We've learned the ability to say this is going to get messy. This is going to get awkward. And we don't know what this looks like. 
but let's show real-time grace. By the way, that doesn't mean creating unsafe environments. That doesn't mean that people aren't accountable for their actions. So there's plenty of examples with all those people that I just mentioned that the, the results of their actions have some real, hard, difficult implications. So we're not just administrating, administrating, administrating forgiveness without any accountability. But that real-time grace figures out a way that we can reconcile but also hold a person accountable for their actions. I don't have a solution for that. But we have spent so long with mega church pastors ostracizing them immediately after they fall. And I just don't think that's an, an administration of the love of Jesus. It's just out. Go. See you. Never to be seen again. I'm saying the platform doesn't have to... The platform could disappear, but they could still be a brother or a sister in Christ. Anyway, that's my thought. Real-time grace versus retroactive grace. How do we become experts and disrupt with the administration of real-time grace that involves proper reconciliation, appropriate accountability in a way that demonstrates the love of Jesus and is a complete positive disruption for good? All right, see you again next week.